We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Kate and Abby Show. We're so stoked to have you here with us today. We're going to be talking to a very kind of specific crowd, but this applies to anyone and everyone. But we are going to be reaching out to some of our younger listeners today, the teenagers and young adults who listen to our podcast and may be wondering, you know, how how do I succeed as a young author? How do I feel good about what I'm doing as a young author and an entrepreneur? Because really that's what you are as an author. You are an entrepreneur. You're, you're trying to build something. You're trying to start something new, something that might become a career, or you know maybe you're looking to future projects. So we're going to be talking about six things that we wish we knew as teenage entrepreneurs. Abby and I were homeschooled in the Vermont mountains, raised by artists, and we, from a very young age, watched our parents, first of all, who are both entrepreneurs, run a business, run a small business as artists. And so we got to see firsthand what it was like to run a business, and we started our own businesses quite young with our author careers. So we're going to kind of pull from that knowledge and experience and break down some of the things we wish we could go back in time and tell ourselves. We hope this will be really encouraging for those of you who are in your teens, young adulthood, and for really all of you because this can be applied to anyone. So let's get into it. But before we do, We have to thank our sponsors, who are you guys. You're the ones who support this podcast and keep it going, and we so appreciate your help. So if you get value out of this show, go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and help us keep this podcast alive and free of interruptions. Okay, let's get into it. So what are the things that we wish we knew as teenage entrepreneurs and authors? I feel like there's there's a lot of things. Mm, but There is a lot of things. We're going to try to narrow down like some of the top ones. Yes. One of the top ones for me was learning I, I, that I would tell myself now if I could if I could write a letter to my my younger self is that you don't have to be a child prodigy. Or you don't have to like accomplish anything huge while you're in your your teens, while you're a teenager. I know that a lot of you probably want to because you want to be able to say like, I published a book when I was a teenager or I started this brand when I was a teenager. And it's it's really cool to be able to have those, um, those accolades, if you will, to be able to say that, hey, I accomplished this thing when I was a teenager. How cool is that? But on the flip side, you don't want to rush your way through something just so that you can produce something as a teenager and then be like, I did this as a teenager. How cool is that? But I also kind of regret rushing it because now I'm not, it's not something that I'm really genuinely proud of. Right. That's so important because, you know, who's judging this and are you trying to fulfill your own dream and desire or are you trying to impress someone else so that's something important or just do what someone else did yeah do what someone else did compare yourself to someone else's success like we don't need to do that there is no scenario in which we need to do that it's not good for our mental health it's not good for our emotional health and i think it can be really um soothing to our bodies and souls to think about the fact that you know really everything that's meant to be, we don't have to rush to make happen. 
You know what I mean? So if you're working on something, let it develop, let it grow, let it come in its own time and do your very best, but don't feel like you have to rush it and you know, do something that maybe doesn't feel right. Maybe you're not comfortable with because you just want to be able to say you did it while you were a certain age. Yeah, exactly. I know that the desire to do that for me was definitely 90% I had seen other teenagers do cool things and I wanted to be able to like be in that cool kids crowd. Mm. Like, oh, I published a book when I was a teenager. But now like looking back, I'm so glad that I didn't because if I had, then my first book wouldn't have been 100 Days of Sunlight. And I feel like it's so important that that was my first book. Right, exactly. You know, so I waited until it was like something inspired, which I did write it when I was a teenager. I think I was 19. But it was, um, you know, it, it took a while to publish it. So I yeah. wasn't like, oh, I have to hurry up and publish something while I'm still a teenager. It's like, so you important. don't have to do this. You don't mm-hmm. have to. Also, like, while the emphasis on age, yeah, you know, yeah, it just, it kind of just, stunts your creativity yeah and it attaches you to something that's just truly not important it's something that we need to let go of and on, on so many levels and realize that what's most important is for us to feel creatively nourished and fulfilled in what we're doing and to make sure we're going at a pace that's helping us actually grow and yeah. manifest our creativity which leads us to another point the second thing that we would tell ourselves is that every step you take is important. Every single part of the journey is part of the journey. (laughs) It's not just the destination. It's not just about publishing a book. It's about who you're becoming as you embark on this journey of writing. Yeah. And every single moment matters. So every single thing that you do, even if it's a project that you end up not finishing or it's a project that doesn't end up like making you any profit or any like quantifiable asset it's okay because it's something that has helped you to gain experience both creatively and as a business person and those things are invaluable like you can only learn through those experiences so every single thing that you do is important every step that you take and There were things that I did as a teenager, like running a food blog, for instance, that I no longer do that. And, you know, the the blog is deleted from the face of the internet. (laughs) But I spent a lot of time, like two years at least, building that up and making recipes and posting three times a week and trying really hard to make that successful. And you could say like, oh, that was all wasted time because now it's like... And actually like it was a success. Like that's something worth saying too is that it was successful. Like you had a good following on that. You were published in a cookbook. You were published in like gluten-free magazine or yeah. something. And so, but yet you weren't happy really with it because you're like, I feel like I want to be doing other things. I want to be working on writing and music and other things that you really enjoy. And it was kind of taking you so... Right taking up so much of your time and taking you away from those things that you realized after a while, like, you know, this isn't worth it just for me to be able to say, you know, I'm successful with this blog. You know what I mean? Exactly. So even if you can do something right now and get super successful at it, make sure it's something you really want to do long-term because as we grow and change and see things from a different point of view, we might not want to do that anymore you know it might not be your true heart song true 
Yeah, exactly. And kind of try to see those those experiences as learning experiences. Like they all have their place in your path of life. They all have meaning, even if it's something that you end up not like finishing or whatever, or it's a blog that you end up deleting. It wasn't a waste of time because it taught you valuable lessons and it it brought you to where you are today. So like maybe without it, you wouldn't be where you are today. You know, you wouldn't have the same knowledge or the same expertise or whatever. The third thing that I would tell myself is you don't have to know what you're doing. (laughs) And this is something that I feel like a lot of teenagers feel pressure um, from, you know, from others, from, from adults, from teachers, from parents, and just other voices around you telling you that like, you need to know what path you're going on. You need to know your career. You need to know everything that you want to do for the next 50 years. Like it's a lot to handle, honestly. And it's just like, it's non-intuitive. Yeah. And honestly, I think this conception, um, this concept rather, is something that contributes to a lot of um, emotional damage and mental um, damage, really, Um, like unrest mentally, anxiety and depression and things like that. I mean, there are studies out there about how having all this pressure on you to decide things, especially at a young age, um, that it's not really good for our mental well-being. It's very important for us to look after ourselves. And when we are placing all this undue pressure on us to figure out our entire lives right now, it's okay to not know. And it's okay to give yourself permission to take a deep breath and and just grow and be yeah. now. Right. Yes, that is so important. And I feel like that's where you really learn who you are, you know? You learn what you love. And you and I experienced when when we were in the midst of being homeschooled, um, the process of natural learning, which is to, you know, see what you gravitate towards as far as like creatively, what are you drawn to? What do you feel are your interests and your skills and your talents and your gifts? And I think that the the process of finding those things, it doesn't have to necessarily take place when you're a kid or even when you're a teenager. It could be in your 20s. But there needs to be a time of your life where you you take the time to be compassionate with yourself, be patient with yourself, and see what, just explore who you are. Explore what you creatively gravitate towards. Explore what your skills are, what your talents are. Maybe you have talents and gifts that you didn't even know you had because you've been so focused on trying to have plan a successful career that you have completely bypassed what you should be doing. Exactly. You know, what, what your gifts are. Right. And what you what you are creatively drawn to? Yeah, like I, I like as soon as you say that, I think of Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, because if you know anything about Vincent Van Gogh, um, when he did a lot, he tried a lot of other things before he finally was like, you know what? I can't stand it anymore. I have to paint. This is what I have to do. And so for many many years, he was trying different things, different career paths, trying to fit what he felt society and his family expected of him until he finally is like you know what this just does not work for me it doesn't feed my soul I can't do it and 
he became, you know, the incredible painter that we all know and love. So maybe you have a creative ability that you feel like you can't reach out and grab a hold of necessarily yet because up until now you've been trying so many other things and you haven't really given yourself time to be like, hmm, well, what do I actually love? What actually makes my heart hum? What what path do I feel my spirit is guiding me toward? Yeah. It's so important. Completely. And that goes right into our next point, which is try lots of things, choose a few. So this is something, this is again, like kind of going off of what you just said with trying a lot of different things and exploring and being open to change, but also like accepting the fact that you cannot do everything. And I know this is like, this is a really hard fact for me to accept personally. (laughs) (laughs) And I've constantly struggled with this because I'm like, I want to do everything, you know, but you can't. So you have to choose those few things eventually that really do make your heart sing, like you said, and really do fulfill you. And then start to kind of puzzle together, okay, how can I make this sustainable? How can I maybe make this my career? Is, is it possible to make an income from this? Is it possible to serve others with this? And once you start asking yourself those questions, you might be surprised by what you come up with. But don't let anyone else decide these things for you. Try different things, explore different things, and ultimately the choice has to be yours. What you feel is the most fulfilling for you, what will bring you lasting happiness. And I also think it's worth noting that in this age of... Uh you know, digital matrix age that so many of you are growing up in now. And even when Abby and I were growing up, we didn't have all these screens constantly around us like you guys do now for the younger listeners right now listening to this. But there is no longer like a passive life experience. And what I mean by that is if you're not actively fighting for your dreams, fighting for giving yourself this time to grow, someone else is choosing for you. It's it's no longer passive. There is no longer nobody, just non-interference. There's always going to be some interference if you are not making those decisions mindfully for yourself, algorithms and multi-billion dollar corporations are investing in your distraction, investing in constantly putting advertisements and influencers in front of you and in your feed to tell you what you should be doing with your life and to influence you in certain ways. So that can so often kill our creativity because we see our ideas being shut down and barriers being created where we thought, you know, oh, I was I was hoping I could do this, but maybe that's just impossible. And we see so many negative um, voices out there that will kind of shut down your dreams. And don't let that happen. Make a conscious decision not to just go with the flow and allow these giant corporations and algorithms to choose what you should be doing. Have an active role in the development of your creativity. Don't let anyone tell you, well, yeah, but what are you going to do for a real job? You know what I mean? Because we've all heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> we've all heard that one. So so just, just let it roll off like water. Don't hold on to it and realize, hey, you know what? Even though there are other people who have different opinions out there, they can have their own opinion, but this is mine and I'm going to let myself explore my creative talents and gifts and see what I have to share with the world. Yeah. 
And if you if people do shut you down and, and criticize you and tell you, hey, you can't make a living off that, you can't do that, just know that you're in good company and there are so many people all throughout history, incredible, innovative people who have created things that have changed the world. And they were many, many, many of them were shut down by others and told, you know, criticized and told that you shouldn't do this, you know, don't quit your day job. And all of those stories are so inspiring because they persevered. But imagine how many people have been told those things and then believed it, like accepted the lie, as I would say for a character that I was writing. They accepted that, which is really a misbelief, yeah. <laughs> as truth, and then didn't pursue their dreams and maybe didn't produce something that would have changed the world. So think about that. Let that keep you up at night. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let that sink in. Um, another thing I would tell myself is that it's okay to let yourself go through seasons of life and not every season of life will feel the same. So in every season of life, and this depends on, I'm not talking about like the four seasons, I'm talking about like <laughs> just different seasons you go through where you feel like you've, you've changed as a person or consider like character arcs sort of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your own character arc. Yeah. Okay. Your, your own character arcs. Um, and, and when you go through a particular season of life and something is serving you or not serving you, that might be completely different in the next season of life. So it may be, you know, it may be every season, spring, summer, fall, winter, or it may be a year or maybe two years. It depends on, of course, your personal experiences, what, what's your, what you're going through. But allowing yourself, giving yourself the compassion, really, and the space to breathe and realize that this is temporary, and what I'm doing right now, what's serving me right now is for this season of life. And maybe in the next season of life, something else will serve me. I've I've looked at um, routines this way for a while and it's helped me so much with like morning routines and exercise routines and stuff. It's like, I don't commit to something of like, okay, I'm gonna do this now until the rest of my life. Like, right. <laughs> that's very daunting. But if you tell yourself, okay, I'm gonna adopt these habits for this season of life or I'm going to have this morning routine for this season of life. Even if you kind of tentatively plan on your season being three or four months or whatever, that's way more like attainable, you know? It's it's way more, um, it's not as daunting. <laughs> right, it's not overwhelming to think about. When you think yeah. about, you know, I'm gonna wake up at five o'clock in the morning, every morning, forever. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's a horrible thought. It's just terrible yeah. <laughs> as someone who doesn't like to get up early anyway. But um, yeah, think of it as something, what it would serve me right now, not what would serve me for the next 10 years. Right. And what you're doing right now, whether it's, you know, writing a blog, having a YouTube channel, um, you know, writing a book, publishing a series, whatever it is you're working on, that is this season's gift, really. And if you can look at it as a gift and something that you're learning from, but something that may not serve you forever, I think it makes it so much more special that way. You know, it's kind of sacred. And I can say that in, in my own career, even like the food blogging thing aside, even just blogging as a writer. For a long time, I wrote a blog um, for writers and creative entrepreneurs and that blog still exists and there's tons of posts on it. You should go You should go check them out if you ever want to read blog posts by me. But I don't actively post on that blog anymore because 
I basically migrated completely to YouTube, but there was like a transitional period where I was still writing blog posts and still making videos and doing them both. But now I've kind of transitioned completely over to YouTube because that's where my most of my community is. And I find that that's the medium I prefer serving people with. So video speaks to me more now and blog posts, not so much. Right. So there was value in that season of life where I was blogging all the time, but now I've like moved on to something else. It's not necessarily better or worse. It's just different and that's okay. Yes. Yes. That's so important to identify that it's not that you're failing at it. Right. It's that maybe you've outgrown it. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. It it, it could be like training wheels for that period. And now you're ready to move into something new. And maybe that was something that just helped you up to that next step. Yes. So it's, it's not right or wrong. It just is. And it's okay to also move on and move forward. Right. For sure. And last but definitely not least piece of advice that I give to my younger self is to be confident. Mm, Be confident in who you are and find the courage to be yourself always. And I know that is so much easier said than done. And it definitely, again, takes practice. Um, And even in small little ways, anything that you can do to push yourself outside your comfort zone, to do the slightly uncomfortable thing that you know is good for you, those things, taking those little steps now will help you so much. Because I always always think this to myself, and I still think this, is what is uncomfortable for me right now that's like not really that important. I could just like kind of get out of this situation and not have to face the uncomfortable thing. But then I think to myself, but one day, if I have to face a similar scenario and it really matters to me and I can't do it because I wasn't able to push myself outside my comfort zone that little bit each time. And now the other thing is totally unattainable to me. Yeah. You know, that to me yeah, is like that's rough. pain versus pain, you know? Mm. So to me, it's way more painful to contemplate that that opportunity that really matters to me that I can't have because I never pushed myself outside my comfort zone with those little things that were insignificant. You know, all those things add up over time. Mm. And so anytime where you can push yourself outside your comfort zone in a healthy way and grow and become more of the person you want to be, I think that's also important to stress here because you shouldn't just like force yourself to do uncomfortable things that push you in the direction of somebody that you don't necessarily care to be. Because those things aren't necessarily like right. If it's something that moves you in the direction of your dream, right? Something that you know, like, hey, this would help me grow. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when we were doing the Voiceless film, which for the some of you may have heard of it, but um, Abby and I were part of are are part of a nonprofit organization that we started when we were teenagers, and we made a YouTube film out of it. And for that, we had to go interview people, and we had to get up on stages and talk in front of hundreds of people. And I remember being petrified at the idea of getting up and talking in front of hundreds of people about this environmental film that we were making. But like feeling like sick over it. Like I can't do this. But with some convincing from Abby and my mom, I made myself do it. And I'm so glad I did because I had to do things like that later on that were even more important. And it was it was important for me to push myself outside of my comfort zone enough to do that because I knew, hey, this is something that I need to be um, 
heading towards. This is something that helps my dream. This is something that will build me up and make me an even better version of myself. So it wasn't just, you know, oh, I don't feel uncomfortable with that. I'll go do it. It was something that was a clear path of this is, this is right. This is good. This is going to not only help me, but help other people who could benefit maybe from what I have to share. And that's another important thing to remember is that, you know, there are a lot of people who, whether you're writing a book or whether you want to do public speaking or share music or whatever it is, sharing your art is going to benefit others not just you yes you are meant to shine it's one of my favorite quotes goes but I can't remember the whole thing but I know part of it has to do with letting your light shine because that unconsciously gives other people permission to do the same and that's just so so inspiring and another thing that you can do just to practice self-confidence is completely change your internal dialogue and this is something that takes time, takes practice and a lot of patience. But in time, I know that you can completely change the way you speak to yourself, the way you think about yourself. First, by eliminating all negative self-talk, any time that you think, oh, I'm slow, I'm stupid, I can't figure this out, any of that, no, never say it, never think it, never say it out loud, especially, and replace any of those negative affirmations with positive affirmations. Say, Tell yourself that you are brilliant, you are smart, you are strong, you are courageous, you are fabulous, you are talented. And all the time that you say, I am those things, you will begin to embody them, first subconsciously, then consciously. And then before you know it, you'll you'll wake up one day and you'll be like, wow, I can't remember the last time I said something bad about myself. Right. Another thing too that helps to like reprogram those thought patterns is there's tons of great videos on YouTube from like motivational channels that you can type in positive I am affirmations and listen to like an hour just in the background, maybe while you're cleaning your room or making a meal, listening to positive I am affirmations, things like what Abby just said, you know, I am powerful. I am on a path to success. I am smart. I am kind. I am peaceful. And listening to those things, it does make an impact. It creates positive energy. And that's what we ultimately want to invite into our lives. That's what we want to radiate and help change the world for the better with that energy. Yeah, 100%. So, so important. And now more than ever. Yeah. Now more than ever. Absolutely. I can say from experience that it's like completely changed my life and changed just how I interact with myself, how I interact with others, and even like just have the confidence to do what I do, you know, because everything that you do in life as you pursue your career, you need to be confident in who you are in order to be successful. Like that's to me, that's I don't know why I put it last because it's the most important thing. Yeah. So hopefully saving you guys the stay best, to the end. Saving the best for last. Saving yeah. the best for last. But hopefully if you are a teenager or a young adult, young entrepreneur or writer or any creative professional pursuing your dreams, hopefully this episode has inspired you. Comment below this video if you're on YouTube and tell us what you think. We would love to hear about your personal creative journey. What are you working on? What are your dreams that you are pursuing? We'd love to discuss it with you. So comment below this video. If you haven't seen the video version of the podcast, go to Kate's YouTube channel for that. That's youtube.com slash K-A Emmons. If you're listening on another platform, give us a nice rating. We always appreciate those. And thank you again to our amazing patrons who help us keep this show alive and free of interruptions. Go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show to help support this podcast and keep it going. 
Thank you again for listening and we will see you in the next one. Until then, stay stoked and rock on.